Jesus' name, amen. First Kings chapter 2 this morning, I was talking to a couple guys out there in the lobby before the service, and I said, you know, I think 2021 was like the fastest year of my life. Like 2021 went by so, so fast. And uh, I, I know it didn't go by fast for everybody. We got a Christmas card from somebody that said, we hope you have a Merry Christmas and a blessed 2021. I was like, either they sent it a year late or they want a do-over. <laughs> like, uh, like one of the two. And, and some of us in this room, we might be thinking, man, I just can't wait for 2022 to come. I know some of you, some of us in this room, like we might be one of those people that are like super goal oriented. Like you already have your new year's goals planned. You're going to hit the gym. You're going to stop the bad habits. 2022 is going to, is going to be the year that you get out of debt. But some of us are uh, maybe a little unsure about 2022 and really just the future in general. I mean, there's never been more uncertainty in our world than right now. So what do we do moving into the new year? Well, first Kings chapter two, the nation of Israel was in a similar place. Their current King David had reigned for over 40 years. He had reigned for 40 years and under David's reign, they had had unparalleled prosperity, unity, and strength. There's a problem. In fact, there's a really big problem that everybody knew about, including David is that David was dying. And David was coming to the end of his life. And the nation looks forward, looks forward and they don't know what the future is going to entail. And what David does is he takes some time in 1 Kings 2 and another chapter in 1 Chronicles and he addresses not only Solomon, the next king, but the nation in general and tells them what they need to know and what they need to do to move forward into the future. And really, he gives them the pathway for growth, the pathway to be the people that God wants them to be. And this morning, I believe this is a pathway for each of us, a pathway that's going to allow us to move forward as individuals, as families, and as a church. And it's First Kings chapter number two. Does anybody know what the book of First Kings is about? Kings, that's right. It's about kings. It's about all the kings of, of the nation of Israel. And David was the second king of Israel. So we're going to begin in First Kings chapter two. Are you, are you guys awake this morning? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are, y'all are like tough out there this morning. First Kings chapter number two, guys, wake up. You guys drank too much eggnog yesterday. Just kidding. First Kings chapter two, verse number one. Um, do, do any of you guys like eggnog? Are you guys eggnog people? Okay. I'm not an eggnog person at all. Not an eggnog guy, but hey, more power to you. First Kings chapter two, verse number one, it says this. It says, as the time approached for David to die, he ordered his son Solomon as for me, I'm going all the way of the earth. What's the way of all the earth? Well, it's eventual death. He says, I'm going the way of all the earth. And he says, be strong. Be strong. We all say the words be strong together. Ready? Be strong. Be strong. Now, what he's not talking about here is 
be strong in your own strength. Like, I'm a tough person. What doesn't hurt me makes me stronger. Like, I got this. I can do this. Don't talk about that. He's talking about having a deep reliance on God. Because a deep reliance on God is the place where true strength is found. Eventually, your strength will fail you. Eventually. Eventually, you are not going to have enough strength to get you through. And you're going to have to look to something outside of you. Or what you will do is you will look to something to medicate you. And what David says to Solomon, he says, be strong. This is a reliance on God. He says, be strong and be a man. Now, when some of us hear the phrase, be a man, immediately we think to something that this passage does not mean. We think of a terrible and sad experience we've had with a chauvinistic man. (laughs) He's not talking about that. He's not, that is not a biblical man. And maybe you've worked with a man or maybe you've uh, unfortunately been in a relationship with a man that treated women like they were less than because he felt that he was entitled because he was a man. That is not what a man is. That's not what it means to be a biblical man. In fact, uh, there's this book by Tony Evans called Kingdom Man that there's about eight or 10 men that are going through on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. And he describes as a, he describes a man, a biblical man this way. He says, a biblical man is a man who positions himself and operates according to the comprehensive rule of God over every area of his life. A kingdom man, a man that seeks God first, is a man who positions himself and operates according to the authority, according to the comprehensive rule of God over every area of his life. Friends, that is a, a man. That's a godly man. And this is a man that's going to live gently and lovingly and live his life to make Jesus known and to point people to Jesus. Rather than demanding, he's going to lay down his, um, he's going to lay down his rights, his privileges for the benefit of other people. And he's going to use any position or ability he has for the benefit of others. You know, it's, it's funny how our view of what is a man has a lot to do with our background, has a lot to do with what we've experienced, has a lot to do with maybe some of the things that, that we've seen in our culture. But a biblical man is one who lives according to God's rule in his life. And David tells Solomon, hey, be a biblical man. Be a man, depend on God, and have courage to follow even when it's tough. And verse number three, he says, and keep your obligation to the Lord your God to walk in his ways, and to keep his statutes, commands, and ordinances. Statutes, commands, and ordinances, and decrees. These are four way, four different words to communicate the same thing. If God's told you to do something, then do it. This is how you walk in God's ways. You obey these things. If God has told you to do something, then you do it. He says, keep the word of God central in your life. He goes on to say, this is written in the law of Moses so that you will have success. Success. Let's all say the word success together. Ready? Success. So you will have success in everything you do and wherever you turn. Now, when I hear the word, when when I hear the word, or when you hear the word success, what comes to your mind? Some of you might think, this job. Or 
this house or this amount of money or this position or this large online following. They have a little blue check mark next to their name. Success. But when we view success that way, what it really shows is, is we've adopted the world's definition of success. We have let what culture tells us is success to be success to us. But God doesn't define success by positions, by possessions, or power. God defines success by obedience and faithfulness. God doesn't define success by having a lot of stuff or doing a lot of stuff or being in control. He defines success by being obedient and being faithful. And the the danger when we define success these other ways is we will climb the ladder trying to be successful, trying to get the position, trying to get the money, trying to get the job. We'll climb the ladder only to get to the top, maybe, that we hope and dream for, but only to realize that it's leaning against the wrong building. We can get to the top, and we can look around, and we can think, wow, I have it all, I have it all. But then, like, this is it? It's like Tom Brady. You guys may have seen the interview several years ago. It was a 2020 interview, and Tom Brady's the man. How many, how many of you guys are football fans in here? Football fans in here? Okay, all right. I was expecting, like, football fans to be like, yeah, yeah. In fact, let's try it one more time. How many of you guys are football fans in here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about, right? How many of you guys are 49ers fans in here? I love this church, man. Love you guys. So, uh, so Tom Brady, he's, um, he's a really good quarterback. And after he won his third Super Bowl, I think he's at seven Super Bowls now. Seven? I don't even know. I can't even count how many he's got anymore. He, after his third one, he was interviewed with uh, 2020. Interviewed with 2020. I think he was like 27 years old. And uh, the, the interviewer asked him, he said, okay, so you've won like three Super Bowl rings. Like, now what? What's next? And he said, I wish I had the video to show you guys. He was like, why have I won three Super Bowls and accomplished everything that I've ever dreamed of? And I feel like there's something else out there. What? He, he, at that time, I think he was like dating a supermodel. He had just signed like a $90 million contract. Like he had, this is what he says. It was not enough. And you know it's possible to gain the whole world and lose your soul in the process? It's possible to have possessions and position but neglect the people that matter the most. It's possible to win at work but lose at home. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is how do we define success? Are we letting what society tells us success is to be our definition of it? David says, Success is keeping God's word central in your life and being faithful to him. Verse number four, it says, so, the Lord, so that the Lord will fulfill his promise that he made to me. If your son will take care to walk faithfully before me with all their heart and all their soul, you will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. God had promised David, he, he, the Davidic covenant it's called, He had promised David that if you and your children will follow me faithfully with all their heart and their soul, your your lineage will reign over the nation of Israel generationally. You guys will never fail to have somebody on the throne if you'll walk faithfully before me. And the pathway that David gives Solomon as he's dying 
to move forward, I think is the same pathway for Solomon, is the same pathway for us to move forward. And it's two thoughts this morning. How do we move forward in 2022? Well, number one, we need to walk with God in 2022. We need to walk with God in 2022. There's a lot of things you can do in 2022. You can start the, start the business you've been wanting to start, great. You can try to get the job you've been wanting to get, great. You can quit the bad habit, great. You can do a lot of things in 2022. But the most important thing that you will do in 2022 is walk with God. I feel really burdened, like more burdened, probably than anything I felt in our church for us as a church in 2022. And my burden is not for us to have a lot of events and a lot of outreaches, although we're going to do events and we're going to have some incredible events and we're going to have some incredible outreaches in 2022. But I really feel like this deep burden that the greatest need in our church in 2022 is for individuals, for you, for your family, for myself to grow spiritually for individual people in our family and within our church to mature spiritually and i know it's like that's what the church is about i know it is but like i feel this like deep like like burden that like we have to grow as individuals and i'm and i'm not just saying that as individuals we just decide to to grow to walk with god but that we will intentionally cultivate rhythms that would produce spiritual maturity in our life because for some of us, like we know, we know some stuff about the Bible. We know some stuff about church. We know, we know things. But it's time for us to say, okay, it is time for us to grow, for us to integrate our faith into our home, for us to integrate our faith into our marriage, for us to integrate our faith into our every single daily lives. Um, you know, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to sit down, and I'm just going to kind of talk to you guys for a little bit. Um, just about some things that we're going to do in 2022 that's going to, as a church, with the prayer of, like, helping us mature spiritually. I don't ever do this. We can look around our church, and there's a lot of good things happening in our church, guys. Like, we, we can look at... Um, we can look at our worship team growing and developing, and Kelsey's just been doing such an incredible job with that. And that's awesome. We're like, man, this is great. We can look at, uh, at the building renovations and say, wow, like this is awesome. Some of you ladies are like, I can actually go to the bathroom, and it's like a nice bathroom, right? <laughs> it's funny. Of all the building renovations we've done, the ladies' bathroom gets like the most love. Um, we can look around at a lot of these things, and we can even look on like, Christmas Eve, and it's like, wow, all these people everywhere. But what really matters is, is our hearts. And what really matters is if we're walking with Jesus. And there's a couple things we're going to do in 2022 to help us do that. And this is the first one, is we're going to do something called 40 Days with Jesus. And I mentioned this the other night, but what 40 Days with Jesus is, and um, I have the journal right here. This is just, it's going to be a 40-day spiritual growth campaign that's designed to help you get to know Jesus better. And we've tried to design it in such a way where, where everybody can be a part of it. What we're going to do over 40 days is we're going to read the Gospels together, the biographies about the life of Jesus. Now, when I say that, some of you guys are like intimidated. You're like, whoa, that's got to be a ton of reading. It's really not. 
two chapters a day, which would take about 10 minutes a day. Like you spend more time scrolling on social or watching the news. It's 10 minutes a day where, um, where we will um, be reading the Gospels together as, as far as as a church. Also, we're going to have a weekly assignment. Like one assignment in here is going to be for an entire week. You guys ready for this? One of the assignments is for an entire week, you listen to nothing but Christian music for an entire week. Some of you are like, man, I don't know if that's even possible. Hey, guys, y'all, there's nothing wrong with, with, with certain music out there. I'm not saying that. But you guys would be shocked at the difference by just listening to Christian music for a week with doing your life. It'd be huge. We're going to do something like that. We have, um, in the back of this journal, we have some different podcast recommendations and resources um, where you can go to. Um, I think it's back here somewhere um, where you can go and maybe while you're working out at the gym, maybe while you're driving to work, where you can just listen to podcasts, Christian podcasts that will get you rooted in the faith in a deeper and greater way. And this is really what we want is we want everybody in our church to be a part of 40 days with Jesus, because it would be so cool if all of us as a church are like, listen, we just want to start the new year off just getting to know Jesus better. That's all we want to do. Like, we just want to get to know Jesus better. And this will get all of us on the same page. We actually, this, I think this past week, we actually have signups open now um, online at sassoonchurch.com under the events tab. You can sign up um, for 40 Days with Jesus. I think we even have a, a few journals out in the lobby. But we really want to do this. And the heart of this is that you will walk with God to start off the year and that we can do this together. Something else we're going to be doing to start off the year um, I'm just kind of sharing from my heart this morning. It's something called Growth Track. And uh, Growth Track is going to fall under the umbrella of our growth groups. And what Growth Track is, is it's an eight-session experience where you will have an opportunity to meet one-on-one or two-on-two with a Growth Track mentor. And they will help you learn the foundational truths of Scripture and the trans- transformational practices of Scripture. Um, when I grew up, they called, uh, we called this discipleship, one-on-one discipleship. And you'll either meet every week with somebody or you'll meet bi-weekly with somebody. And you'll learn things like who's the Holy Spirit, what is the Trinity, what's the local church, why is it important, spiritual gifts, what's that all about, identity in Christ. Just some of these really core things that, frankly, some of us maybe have never been taught. And what this one-on-one or two-on-two um, environment will do is it will allow you to learn these things and ask questions in a safe environment. Um, and it, it will be a time for you to grow spiritually. And your mentor, you will be paired up with a mentor that's a seasoned, mature follower of Christ. And we only have uh, five or six growth track mentors uh, this time around. This will coincide with our growth group semester that begins in, in, the, in the end of January. But we only have five or six of these. And we really encourage you, if you need to learn some foundational things about the scripture, sign up for this. And honestly, I, I'm not just saying this. I have never been more excited about anything we're doing at First Christian Church as I have been about Growth Track. Because Growth Track is going to grow people. Growth Track is going to grow people and get people rooted in the word. And this is obviously under the umbrella of our growth groups. And our growth groups are going to start um, the week of January 23rd. And I'm really excited about that as well. I, just while we're talking, I want to let you guys know just about some of the growth groups we're, we're going to be doing just to give us a heart of saying, this is what's happening so you can grow spiritually, so you can walk with God in 2022. Um, one group we're having 
Um, we're having a young adult group this semester uh, led by Pastor Cody. Uh, they're on vacation right now. Pastor Cody's going to be leading a young adult growth group. We're also going to be doing a Financial Peace University class. Um, how many of you guys have ever been through Financial Peace University? Okay, wonderful. We're doing a Financial Peace University group with, uh, with Dan Dow. And let me say, if you have never been through Financial Peace University, do it. Like one of the best decisions Gene and I have ever made um, in our marriage is going through that. It's an absolute game changer. And uh, Dan, Dan Dow is going to lead that up. Dave and Barbara um, Griffith, they're going to lead a group Sundays after church. And what this group is going to do is it's going to look at the Bible from a 10,000-foot level, but also at a practical level as well, and talk about how to grow in reading and learning the scripture. That group is going to meet Sundays after church. Uh, Gina is actually going to be leading a, a growth group this semester for the first time. Um, she's going to be leading a ladies group. She'll be leading a ladies group, and I know she's excited about it. She's been talking about that. And Rob and Sarah Duggan, they're going to be leading uh, a, a growth group going through the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. And then Celebrate Recovery, which is our ongoing growth group. Um, they're going to meet on, uh, on Friday nights. And this is what we really would encourage every single person to do, um, is to be a part of one of these groups. Our youth are still going to be meeting on Sundays after church, um, even going into the new year. And the reason being is because that has worked so well. Like, we have between 13 and 15 teenagers coming every single Sunday, having a good time, studying the scripture, learning the word, and we're going to continue to do that at least the first uh, couple, couple months. It's been really cool with our teenagers. We have teenagers coming that have zero church background, know nothing about Jesus, but they've just been coming every single week. Isn't that amazing? Um, so we're going to keep um, having that at least the first couple months of, um, the first couple months of 2022. And I would encourage every single person to be a part of a growth group. If growth track is something that you need, be a part of growth track. Be a part of 40 Days with Jesus. Why? Because we, as a church, we want to help you and create a structure that will help you walk with Jesus. The growth groups, you can um, sign up at sassoonchurch.com under the growth groups tab. Very easy to sign up. And I would encourage you to do it because I think some of these groups, a couple of them, are going to fill up really quick. Um, so you want to sign up uh, before they're full. Now you might say, Pastor Nate, you just took an entire part of the message and you spent 10 minutes talking about what we're doing as a church. You didn't talk about how this, uh, uh, how this directly applied to me and how this is why I did this, because I want you to know how serious we are about you growing spiritually, like how dedicated we are and how much we are working to help you grow spiritually, to help you walk with God in 2022. The second and final way that David, what David tells to Solomon and what David tells to each of us is number two, claim the promises of God. Claim the promises of God. In verse number four, he tells him, the Lord will fulfill his promise that he has made. You know, in 2022, there's going to be some challenges in our life. There's going to be some problems. But for every problem of God, or from ev for every problem in life, there's a promise from God for you to claim. For every problem that you're facing in your life, for every problem, there's a promise of God that you can claim that God has for you if you'll claim it. One of my favorite uh, types of promises is something that we call gospel realities. Gospel realities are, it's a declaration that God's made about us and a reality in our life because of what Jesus has done for us. For example, Jesus died for me. 
And when I've placed my faith in him, this is what that means, that now I'm fully accepted by him. So this means I don't have to try to find acceptance from all these other people. Like, I don't have to spend money I don't have to make, uh, what does Dave Raymond say? Spend money I don't have on things I don't need to impress people that I don't like anyways. I don't need to do that. I don't need to find their acceptance. I don't need to find acceptance in them. Because the gospel, in the gospel, I'm accepted by God. So I run to that promise. So I don't need to try to make everybody happy and accept me. I don't have to fudge a a report at work. I don't have to compromise my Christian values to get somebody's approval. Why? Because I have that acceptance in Christ. Because Jesus died for me, it shows that I have self-worth and I have value. So I don't have to live my life trying to validate my existence. My existence is validated because God says I'm worthy. And these are promises that God has given to us in the gospel. These are promises that literally, guys, it will change your life. It will cause you to go from an from an insecure, anxious person to being secure and confident and peaceful. And I really believe that Christ followers should be and can be the most confident people in the world because of the promises of God. And this is what David tells Solomon. And this is what, really what David tells us, is claim the promises of God in 2022 is hold on to the promises of God in 2022, is rest in the realities of the gospel. Now, I I love when I read the New Testament, like you see Paul doing this all the time. It's like Philippians chapter one. Um, People, everybody want to kill Paul. In Acts, you had people that had decided that we're going to fast. We're just not going to eat anything until Paul's dead. Like, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) somebody's holding out on eating until you die. Well, that's encouraging. And this is what Paul said. Paul says, you want to kill me? Okay. For me to die is gain. You want to keep me alive and in prison? Okay. For me to live as Christ. What? Who has this mentality? Who has this confidence? Who has this security that you literally could do nothing to Paul to shake him? He was unshakable. And by the way, he was unshakable in an empire that was way worse off than America, that was way more evil, that had way more crime, that had way more problems. This dude was unshakable. Why? Because he claimed the promises of God. He claimed the promises of God. And in moments of life, guys, when things are hard, We have to run to God's promises. So this is my question for us. In 2022, will you decide to walk with God? And in 2022, will you claim the promises of God? Will you decide that you are going to walk with God? Maybe that you're going to sign up for 40 days with Jesus that you're going to engage maybe in growth track, that you're going to be in a growth group. Man, we want everybody to be a part of these so we can grow in the knowledge of God. And will you claim the promises of God? Maybe right now in your life, there's something that's uh, there's a problem in your life. And for that problem, there's a scripture, there's a promise from God that you need to find that you can claim. Maybe you're in the room and you're not yet a Christ follower. You've never put your faith and trust in Jesus to be your savior. This is what Jesus promises, that those that come to him will not just have eternal life, but will have abundant life if you will come to Jesus. Let me pray for us this morning, and we'll be done.